With Metro and the best deal in wireless, whatever your goal, however you hustle, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees always included, so you know exactly how much you pay every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Plus, at Metro, get the latest 5G phones, like a Samsung Galaxy for less than 100 bucks when you switch. That's the best deal in wireless, so you can take control of your day wherever it takes you. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. Samsung A51 requires port from eligible carrier and ID validation limited to two per account. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. My name is Steve Jotter, and joining me, as always, is Armand Kafai and Jake Ortroba. And on today's episode, we continue going forward and discussing MLS playoffs. Now, listeners, if you haven't done so, hit that subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, and follow us at Uncle Sam's Soccer Pod. We enjoyed all the contributions last week to our two live shows. We're going to do another one this Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central. We'll be on for an hour. We'll be live. We'll be taking your questions, anything, honestly, related to the world of soccer, and then anything else you want to ask us, why not? Send it our way. We- now, Jake, Armand, how we doing? Crazy, crazy fun MLS action. I have to say, this has been the best playoffs in MLS history so far. Can I? Let's Let's get controversial right away. What did you guys make of uh, media members like, I think it was Pablo Marauer, who essentially said uh, El Trafico playoff edition was really just a crappy game filled with bad defending, and it wasn't uh, the spectacle that everybody made it out to be? I kind of agree. I kind of agree, too. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Can you, can you pull, up, pull up the, the tweet from Pablo? I wanted to know exactly what he says. As you look for that tweet, Jake, I think the game itself, yeah, it had, what, eight goals? You had big names. You had controversy. But, I don't know, the atmosphere wasn't like the other El Traficos. You just didn't see that high-class intensity. It just seemed it, it seemed like the regular season game. I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts, and maybe we overhyped it, so we put such a high bar on it, it just didn't meet those expectations. Oh, man, the Galaxy are bad. 
And I think that's what kind of played a role in it, too. Their defending was pretty bad. And even, even the Galaxy's second goal, like, Tyler Miller probably should have had that. I mean, looking at it, it, it was... There were some goals that had some moments of brilliance, but overall, it was a relatively, I think, sloppy game relative to, I think, what we were all expecting. But I don't know if we even should have expected as much as you're saying, Steven, because the Galaxy haven't been that good, and LAFC's record as a Galaxy isn't that great either, and... I kind of agree with it. It wasn't the best showcase of soccer, to say at least. Guys, I have the tweet right here. I was able to find it on Pablo's Twitter feed. Uh, he is quoted as saying, this game will be framed as a, quote, thriller, when in reality it was full of truly dreadful defending, goalkeeping, and officiating at times. Sorry, yes, I hate fun. Hashtag MLS. Yeah, I mean... I kind of agree. It was it was rather flat? The game felt flat. I I, I don't know. I, I thought I really thought the intensity just didn't match what you got in the regular season. Call me nuts at Unc Sam Soccer Pod at Steven Jodderand, but that's generally how I felt. The goals going in. Was did we, nice. Do you feel that way? But, do you feel that way because Zlatan didn't score like three goals in a matter of like five minutes, and like he has in previous performances or, or, no, or previous I, installments of this fixture? No, I, I just think I don't. Maybe I was ho- holding out hope that the outcome was going to be in doubt, but deep, deep down, we all knew LAFC were the better team going into the match. They're at home. The Galaxy can't defend to save them. To save their lives they're awful one of the worst teams defensively I've seen in the playoffs this anytime LAFC threatened you thought oh boy this is gonna be a shot and goal after I would say after the opening 15 minutes you just thought the defense had collapsed and LAFC were having their way and the fans sensed it and the players knew it so I don't know the intensity was just not there I just don't I just remember watching the the L Traficos of uh, over the summer being way more intense. Jake, what do you think? I know you brought it up. I mean, what what do you think? I just feel like Pablo's tweet more so is highlighting. He's trying to highlight what's wrong with this match. When in reality, I think it's more so just highlighting what's wrong with the league in general, and that we shouldn't be surprised that there's really poor defending, and there's really poor goalkeeping and officiating at times in the league's marquee fixture because I think it's a microcosm of what we see across the league as a whole. Now, Armand, you cover the league. You tell me if I'm you know, saying anything that's untrue or if I'm uh, exaggerating anything there. Like, defending in this league is not good. You're right. Goalkeeping in this league, not really that good. You're right. And how many times have we heard that officiating is piss poor in this league? All the time. So why are we sitting here going, wow, yeah, it's kind of surprising that LAFC uh, LA Galaxy wasn't really uh, this thriller. It was just filled with bad defending and goalkeeping and uh, officiating sucked. I think I think it, it hits back to what Steven was saying. Is I think we expected we I think overhyped it and expected a lot more beautiful football when I think we should have expected more of just a spectacle. You know. Like more of just the entertainment value rather than you know brilliant football being played. Uh, I mean, like the ending of the match. I think I think we're gonna talk about that later. That was you know brilliant entertainment. That was fun. Uh, but I mean, looking at the actual match itself, I think we did. I think as a whole in the media kind of hyped it up 
to be this like, oh, it's gonna be brilliant, this, that, this, that. When in reality, the Galaxy are just bad. And like I, I hate to harp on it, but they're bad uh, defensively, and it showed. Uh, and LAFC, you know, so, sometimes they they're kind of weak on defensive, especially with Zimmerman, you know, not starting the game and having a black man Eddie Segura. Think Jake, you're all right, but I think it's also our fault too because I think we expected a little too much from this match. Just to continue our thought here, just remember the Galaxy allowed 59 goals in the regular season. That was most in the Western Conference as far as playoff teams. They had a minus one goal differential. The only team in the playoffs that had a negative goal differential. This team is terrible at the back. And then it's no surprise that they allowed five goals. Now, let, let's transition here, guys. And... Yeah, LAFC dominated. We're not going to do too much previewing on the show because we find previews quite boring. But there was controversy regarding an VAR check early on in the game when LAFC made it 2-0, scored by Carlos Vela. And the question was whether or not the goal leading or uh, whether or not the play leading up to Carlos Vela's goal was offsides or not. And uh, Ibra harped on it post-match. I want to get our thoughts on this here. But here's Ibra. The second goal by them was clearly offside. How does that? Was it? Yes. How Are you that? sure? Yes. yes. Are you 100% sure? Yes. And you think we didn't know that? No, I think you knew that. But the referee didn't know that. The VAR didn't get involved in it. But how did... what was he doing upstairs? It's a good question. Drinking coffee with Magic Johnson? Good question. <laughs> exactly. But how, how does that impact just uh, how the game goes on from there? Because that certainly plays a role in this. It's difficult. Because if you have the VAR, it, it, it means that uh, the game is extra controlled by the not a fourth by fifth referee upstairs but yeah if he's drinking coffee with magic johnson then it's difficult to 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 play the game because he has to be in control he didn't even go out and check and he said that he needed a signal from the var people to go out and check mm-hmm. so what is, what is the var people doing but yeah i don't want to complain about that guys we just lost i don't want to be a loser complaining about the ref because yeah. he's not my level don't you hate when a player goes, yeah, the referees suck, but you know, you know, I'm not going to blame the referees, although they sucked. But yeah, I, I, you know, it's just not my type of thing to blame the referees, but they sucked. Yeah, look, you know, we're above that. Uh, there are other plays out there to be made, but the referees suck. Don't you hate when players do that in, the, in post games? Managers, coaches, they do it all the time. It's so annoying. Either just say the referees sucked. Or just don't comment at all. He sounded so salty, <laughs> like incredibly salty. Uh, you know, having having coffee with Magic Johnson, like that's a that's a really interesting way to to talk about it. But guys, what do you think of the actual you know call itself? I think Jake, I think you mentioned it in the chat that there might be some sort of angle distortion because of like it wasn't exactly on the line, so we might think it's off, but it's not, and it was like really close. I still feel like they could have gotten it, you know, because like you know, the Premier League has that that technology to where they you know show you like how far off he was. I don't know why MLS doesn't have that yet or anything, but uh, it, it was a weird, I guess, situation. I don't know if it's called like paradox angle or what the what the actual phrasing is called, uh, but there was a there was a tweet I found by at Offside Modeling where they. I don't know if it's some mathematical thing they did or they're grabbing pixels or, or, or what don't, I'm not an expert on this. So don't, you know, if, if you know what I'm talking about tweet at us at Hunk Sam soccer pod, but essentially at offside modeling said that 
Vela looked to be offside by an inch and a half. And to me, if we if we're having to look at an image and see, we're going to you know look at an image and basically show that well he was two pixels behind the the last defender for the galaxy. If that's if that's what this is coming down to, then I'm fine with it not being called offside. Like that that is so no no close. no no no. I look VAR should if we're gonna sit here and say VAR checks every goal, then half the technology just like in the Premier League, if somebody is a hair offside, call it as offside. Don't go back and forth saying clear and obvious, blah, 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 blah. Make the rules consistent. Either we're going to have technology interfere with the game, then get it 100 out of 100 times correct. Don't give me this clear and obvious BS because it's frustrating because you just don't know the rules. You just don't know what's clear and obvious because every referee calls it different. Every game... Clear and obvious does not mean one objective definition. It is all relative to the mass or subjective to the referee, and that is infuriating. Because then you just don't know. You just don't know what's going to happen. So I, I agree with Stephen right here. Because offside, it's either you're offside or you're not. There's not. It's yeah, not like a 100%. like a, a a weird gray area. And there should be either offside or you're not. Now, I mean, sure, VAR if they take away a goal for a guy being off by an inch, maybe that's to applied to maybe like a. Uh, a law change to where maybe they give like a margin of error of some sort or something like that. I don't know. Again, MLS is behind. Uh, again, I don't know how many times I have to mention this, but you know, when you look at how the Premier League does VAR, sure it has its problems, but I used to presentation, I used to know what's going on. The Bundesliga does it really well where you see what's going on as well. I mean, overall, uh, you got to have the technology and the fact that they don't, and MLS has had VAR the longest. Yikes, man. That's, that's not a good look. I, I thought, I guess he, I guess he was margin offside, but I wasn't gonna take it from that picture because I know that picture. It wasn't straight down the line. Yeah, it was, it was at an angle. It, it, it was it at an angle. It confuses the viewer because it's not a straight line, as you mentioned. Now, before before we get to what was said after the game, because that was what everybody really picked up on was Ibra's comments about MLS post Ibra, and then Bob Bradley's interaction with Sebastian Salazar just minutes after the game. We'll get to that here in a moment. But lastly, I have to say, it's pretty funny that Ibra says, well, what was the, the referee doing? Having uh, tea or coffee with Magic Johnson? Don't, don't you love how he just throws these little jabs at everybody anytime he opens his mouth? Yeah, and uh, he's the one who's going to be watching MLS Cup playoffs from his couch. Yeah, he's uh, not watching. Not. You know well, I know he's not, not watching, watching, but whatever. Uh you know, for somebody who talks so much like Zlatan, I I don't think he carries as much cachet as he thinks he does. Oh, no, he does. No, I don't think Ibra, he does. Okay, well, let's get to these comments. Here he is postgame. Zlatan, if this is it, what have you thought about your time here? That was the best. Easy. So imagine if I don't play in MLS, who will you talk about exactly. then? Right, so apparently reports have it that, you know, talks are sort of cooling off and... You know, you know I'm very right? expensive. Absolutely. And the Galaxy's got plenty of money. So can we expect Does to see... Does MLS have money? Yes. <laughs> so give the money to Slata. Can if we expect they to see you here next year if the money is... No, right? it's not about money. I was joking. <laughs> what happens next year, I don't know. I mean, if I stay or not, I think for MLS is good because the whole world will watch it. If I don't stay, nobody will remember what MLS is. I feel like Zlatan thinks that 
he is MLS, and that's the only reason why anybody watches. And actually, I don't think it is. I, I know it is based off those comments now that he thinks that this league cannot survive without him, and I think that is incredibly false. There's going to be somebody else that's going to come along that LA Galaxy is going to bring in, or LAFC, or Atlanta, or Inner Miami, or whoever that's going to be better than Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I mean, for F6, we're ta- we were talking about Messi coming to MLS six weeks ago. I- I'm just I'm just so sick and tired of these comments from Zlatan. That oh, it's my just, God. Oh, cry me a river, you little it's, MLS so, fanboy. An- cry, I'm not even MLS cry, fan, It's just cry, annoying. It's cry, just annoying. Cry, Zlatan, cry what have you won? What has Zlatan on. won? Cry what has Zlatan on. won? Cry on. He's one of three players currently in the, mo- uh, in the game at the moment, currently playing to have scored 500 goals. Okay. Cry on. Just cry. Cry me a river just, with this this nonsense care. with these with these comments. Because frankly, everybody knows Ibrahimovic is an arrogant word that I can't say on uh, on the show. Everybody knows that. And and, and moreover, it, it it is it's it's annoying that people like you, Jake, that are criticizing him. Because guess what? Guess what this does. It brings ears to the games. People talk about what Ibrahimovic says and does. And I know this because the Swiss news reports on it. You really think Ibra leaves anybody's going to cover MLS? There's a grain of truth to what Ibrahimovic is saying here. Okay? You have a bombastic character in Major League Soccer. You remove him. Let me ask you, Jake. What sound post-games... Throughout the season, are we playing on this show? Because there is not a single player that opens his mouth and there's anything interesting that comes out of his mouth. I mean, you're right, but it's also... Oh, did, you're, did, Armand, did you hear that? I'm right. Wow, wow this, right. Is a, this is a little spicy. Uh, no, I'm, but, I'm just sick of... I'm just no, sick no of, I agree with Jake, sucks. though. This league I agree, sucks. I agree. This because, sucks. Look at because, me. This league sucks. Because, because, listen, when Beckham was here, right? I don't, I'm, Who's a better player than Zlatan yeah, ever was. I'm sure. <laughs> no, you. Stop I don't know what it. you. Jesus, no, Jake. Stop what are you? Stop. 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 Ibrahimovic I, is a better player than David Beckham was. I don't buy that one, Chief. But I. Uh, All right, at Unc Sam Soccer Pod, we'll, we'll hear look, it from what, some listeners. What Beckham? What Beckham has done is look. He he actually tried to grow, uh, your game. He didn't crap on the league whatever any chance he got, and you know what? He's now investing in a team. And he's again trying to grow, grow the team, grow the league, and help and help, help the league grow, and help help the game grow in America. Meanwhile, okay, all those, all those okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, David Beckham came with a mission to grow the game. Whatever he was an ambassador of the sport, right in America. Fine. Ibrahimovic came here to turn the league into Major League Ibrahimovic, right? That's basically it was his mission, but. Let's look at this objectively. Did Ibrahimovic help grow Major League Soccer? Not to the same effect that David Beckham did. Okay, that's not the question we're having here. Did he help grow Major League Soccer? I honestly don't know. I, I honestly don't know either. I, I think, honestly don't know. Do you I think, think El Trafico would have the same buzz if Ibrahimovic were, was not part of the LA Galaxy? Define buzz. In this situation, are you asking, would it be shoved in our throats like it is right now? What do you mean because, shoved in our throats? 
because it's it would no matter if he's there or not, we would this would have been the premier game every time these two sure it would have been just like, it would have like been Red Bulls and NYC. No, I, no, no, not always. to the same extent because when new when you have the New York Derby, it's like okay, cool, red versus blue. Jake, you're the one that craps all over it. Be the same thing with the uh, L.A. Derby. Yeah, you, it sucks. You would think the Derby would suck. Why? Because you don't have any personality. Why does the New York Derby suck? There is no personality whatsoever. There just isn't. So, yeah. Listeners, come, come at me. At, at Uncle Soccer Pod, at Steven Jodderan. I think Ibrahimovic actually did more good for Major League Soccer because what harm could Major League Soccer get from Ibrahimovic by crapping all over the league? Young players still want to come here. Messi still wants to, uh, is considering coming here. Every player in Europe has mentioned Major League Soccer. Lukaku, Antoine Griezmann. Where do they play? Inter Milan. But is that Barcelona. because of Ibra? No, it's not because of Ibra. But quit saying that Ibrahimovic has done damage to the league. And here's, here's a clip of ESPN FC Brian McBride. I have a problem with that. I saw you on digital earlier today, Brian, and you don't normally get angry. Yeah, I I think it's demeaning. And it it takes away from what this league has done in 23 years, the people that have been a part of this league. And really, to me, it it stands out as a way of making people who don't necessarily understand soccer in this country or aren't fans of soccer in this country think poorly of MLS. And... The fans who actually know soccer outside of MLS think even less of it. And when the league has come so far, there's been great players that have played in this, in this league. Uh, the league continues to grow. It continues to, to flourish. Um, you have three new franchises coming in, Miami, St. Louis, Sacramento. Don't you think and you're a bit paranoid, Brian? I'm not being paranoid. What, that take, that is, sound this bit is, this went is everywhere. Laptop. This is Zlatan. Stevie, Stevie, that sound bit went everywhere. So what? What do you mean? Well, so what? This is Zlatan. Zlatan's talking about Zlatan constantly. Zlatan's only interested in Zlatan. And Zlatan's basically saying that nobody will watch MLS because Zlatan won't be there. Well, well. Do you think anybody's saying, oh, Zlatan's saying MLS? Guys, nobody watches Major League Soccer anyways. So does it make a difference that Ibrahimovic craps on it? Yeah, it might be annoying for us three. To hear it constantly, but at least we have something to talk about. Again, who, what player in the league opens his mouth and says anything interesting? Before this was what? Uh, Michael Bradley's Lions and Sheeps? Was, was that even regarding uh, his time in Major League Soccer, or was that with the U.S. Men's National Team? I don't even remember. It was the uh, National Team. Oh, well, point being, I don't, I don't know anything else controversial said by a Major League Soccer player that is worth discussing. You pop on ESPN. You pop on uh, Fox Sports. You got player sound bites from all the major leagues. There's no one apart from Ibrahimovic that says anything interesting regarding the league. And in fact, it doesn't. There's no such thing as bad press. That, that's why yeah. When the quality of your product isn't that good, there is such thing as bad press. Nobody's watching to begin with. And yeah, so I can no tell you, I can tell you if if. If your quote unquote the most marketable player in your league is saying this league sucks, why would you like why this league is nothing if I'm not in it? Then why is he why here? Those, if this league sucks those, so badly, it, why is he here for the paycheck? Well, yeah, that's why he's here. He yeah, wants, he to, live, he wants same... to live the American lifestyle. That's what it is. Okay, so Zlatan Ibrahimovic came here slowly to grow his brand. 
and to collect a paycheck. Probably, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, I mean, it's yeah. just I just don't understand how a, how a player dumping on the league that's already low in quality is good PR for the league when it's already none of the players niche. care. Nobody cares. Everybody knows Major League Soccer is not the Premier League, the Bundesliga, or Serie A. Yes, but why does why does Zlatan saying this league sucks make makes the Euro snob or whoever we're using in this in this uh, scenario here? Why does it make that fan who only watches the Premier League go, hey, you know what? Zlatan said the league sucks. I think I'm going to tune in now. Because why, Zlatan why did this when he went in? to PSG right after he left Barcelona. This is Zlatan. This is his character. If you're a Euro snob, you'll know this is how Zlatan is. He's been saying ridiculous things since he was at Malmo. It's just who he is. This is his personality. Well, his person. Well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll have to agree to uh, disagree here, Stephen, because right. uh, we can argue this. Yeah, <laughs> we we <laughs> can. All right, but uh, hey, let me let's uh, let's argue about Bob Bradley's comments. Yes, let's ask our resident reporter what he thought of this interaction with Sebastian Zalazar and Bob Bradley right after the LAFC LA Galaxy game. People have asked questions about Carlos Vela in big games. What can you say about his performance this evening? Who asked those questions? Over the course of his career, those questions have been asked. Have they been asked this year? How many big games have you had this year? That question. I think it's a fair question. His performance tonight. After this season, get lost. Get lost. Thank you, Bob. A spiky performance. Back up to you. Yes, a spiky performance from Bob Bradley and a backward stare as well. Now he goes to celebrate with his players. So, safe to say that one or two of those guys pulling a tweet from Sebastian Salazar. Later that night, uh, he he pulls a a Bob Bradley comment to kind of uh, I guess take a I don't know if it was, it's a jab or to kind of uh, you know check Bob Bradley here. So set the record so, straight. Set the record straight. Thank you. So Salazar tweets, "Who asked those questions?" Bob Bradley last night, and Salazar goes on uh, quoting uh, Bob Bradley as saying. Carlos can still be better. In the biggest games, when you're that kind of attacking player, you've got to find a way. That's from Bob Bradley earlier in the year, asking more of Vela in, quote, the biggest games. So, guys, first of all, what do you make of Salazar keeping the quote-unquote receipts here, hashtag receipts? And two, what do you make of Bradley's comments? Uh, Bob Bradley is an a-hole comes across as a big a-hole there in that moment maybe it's the emotions of it i don't know armand you're the ones in the locker room what do you make of this exchange what would you do in this situation because sebastian kept his calm kept his cool and just said well i can tell you what first of all armand would keep it would, would keep the mood light and talk about lucci's uh, cardigan first and foremost <laughs> kind of you know <laughs> fluff up a little bit like oh oh drip lucci over here okay all right hey what do you th- what do you think about uh, Pax and Pomico? Uh, you, you you bench him a lot. What's going on with that? <laughs> hey, you look great in that shirt. <laughs> no. Um, so first off, with keeping the receipts, that's what you're supposed to do as a journalist. You always keep the receipts. So, you know, because players and sometimes coaches like to pull crap like this all the time. And uh, you're like, bro, you literally said this like two weeks ago or like you agreed to this or something. So you always keep the receipts uh, in case, you know, they want to pull crap like this and pretend like that didn't happen. And you're like, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, as in regards to the actual comment itself, you know what? 
Bradley might have looked bad, but in front of his team, he looks great. This is a great boost, you know, say, hey, look, I'm standing up for my guy. I have his back no matter what. And Vela, you know, might look at that from his coach and be like, wow, he really, that's awesome. Like, he really had my back. It might, you know, give him maybe even a little bit more edge than he already has. And if I was Sebastian in that situation, I think he handled it brilliantly. I would have handled it a little bit worse. I think, to be honest with you. I guess he I've comes got... across good with the team, but come on. I mean, he looks like a complete jerk. Well, I mean, he looks like a jerk, but here's the thing. Uh, in sports right, right now, it's uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people are, you know, are some people hate on journalists. I and mean, if you can go through some of those tweets, it's like, it's a stupid question or whatever. But the context of it is Salazar essentially is giving him an opportunity to boost Vela. Literally an opportunity to boost Vela. Yeah, but you and don't you don't need to it. come across as an a hole. You can and simply say, he, "Look, Carlos Vela is a big time player. He showed it all exactly. throughout the no, season." But he sits there and and he mocks Salazar for the question. He basically says, "Salazar, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, talking about you're a moron." That's that's what Bob Bradley said there. He didn't say much about Carlos Vela. He really didn't. And I know you're taking the the I guess the positive spin. I'm saying I'm looking at the negative spin. Bob Bradley comes off as a massive a hole in, in this in this thing, and it's just sure he defends Carlos Vela, but there's a million different ways of saying this. No, I agree. I I I personally agree, but I think Salazar really handled himself well, and also Absolutely. Bob Bradley. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you, you, there's so many ways to answer this, but come on, man. I get what I get what Bradley's doing there. He's kind of doing that us is us yeah, us against the, against well, you, the world mentality type you know of thing. Oh my god! I, I eat. You know, no, oh, hey, time out. no. You know who else is doing that? <laughs> Brian Schmetzer of the Sounders uh, yep, is doing that. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Three and four years in the conference finals. Yeah, yeah. Number that's two seed in the West expected to beat both teams. You know, I, people doubted us at home, know? where they haven't lost at home in the playoffs since 2013. Just, just saying that, Brian, Brian Smesher. You know who else tried that? Adrian Heath, and we all know how that ends up for him. All right, listeners, we have a listener submitted question of the day from our guy uh, Harry at Rammy Cole or Ramen Cole. Sorry, I'm, if I butchered that there, Harry. Uh, he asks, "Okay, Uncle Sam, soccer pod. I like single elimination, but the schedule of the playoffs, weekday games for the playoffs." Yeah, Armand, Steven, what what do you guys make of these weekday playoff games? We, I mean, we're going to have the conference finals. They're fine. Tuesday and Wednesday night. What it's do you guys better, make of it's these? It's better than going up against freaking football on, on the weekends. Okay, but do you like the 9 o'clock, 9.30, 9.45 start? Well, on the Wednesday thing is, night? this is not the Premier League where when you look on your ESPN app or you Google Liverpool Tottenham and it says 11.30, the game doesn't kick off at 9 o'clock or 7 o'clock. It starts at 7.22 or 7.13 or 9.36. You just don't have an idea. You just don't know. So how about we say 7 o'clock? The kick literally is at 7 o'clock. It is magnificent to know that in Europe, when they say kickoff, it literally means the ball is being rolled at that moment in time. It's fantastic. MLS could really improve on... It's timing. I know it's down to the TV networks and blah, 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 blah. But it's a pain in the ass when you don't know when the kick is. I'm cool with the playoffs being on weekdays, to be honest with you. Isn't it uh, I better? Mean, a lot... Yeah, it's better for ratings, I think, personally. 
And also, that's what other leagues do as well. Uh, like in U.S. sports, NBA, NHL, MLB, uh, you know, they have their playoff games on the weekdays. And I enjoy it. And you know what? 9 p.m. kicks. Oh, that, that maybe they could adjust that next year. But, I mean, it's more for the West Coast. And, I mean, from what we saw from the LAFC, LA Galaxy, uh, El Trafico numbers, they're brilliant for a game that kicked off at 9.45 East Coast time. Yeah, guys, I, I don't know. I'm kind of neutral on the whole thing. I understand that it's probably better for ratings if it's on the weekdays because you're not going against up against college football or the NFL. But I don't really care for the 945 start of uh, El Trafico earlier this week. So not, not for me. So listeners, let us know what you think. What do you think of weekday playoff matches at Unksamp Soccer Pod? You can follow Stephen Jodron at Stephen Jodron. You can follow Monkify at Monkify. And you can follow myself at Jake Petroba. Also be on the lookout. We might have a live show later this week. Maybe after uh, Wednesday's game. We are going to have a live show. There it is. On-air production meeting. We will have a live show. Thought we talked later about this, this at the beginning of the show. We did. First, but now it's, first, it's confirmed. It's it was stone. confirmed at the first it's, minute. I said we're having a live show. 9 p.m. Central Time really, Wednesday. It's really set in stone now. It's really cemented there. So <laughs> we are going to have a live show. Uh... Follow us on Twitter at Unksamp Soccer Pod so you can get that notification of when the live show is happening. For Steven and Ramon, I'm Jake. We'll talk to you guys next time. My local coffee shop is my Penn State World Campus classroom, giving me the full Penn State experience online. My Penn State classroom is getting me to where I want to be. Click on the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.